You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. Noah Scott signing on with a fantastic guest today. Someone I'm really excited to have this conversation with. Uh, she brings a lot of cool perspective. And I think that's it's really going to be uh, moving for a lot of you, I think. So Michelle Dion Thompson is the CEO of Resistant Vision Coaching and Consulting. She helps female lawyers who work over 80 hours a week to prove their prowess to build sustainable careers and with female scholars who have lots of writing stuck on their computers to send their work to presses and journals for publication to earn tenure, promotion, raises, and grants. What a cool niche that you're in, Michelle. Thanks for being on the show. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It it makes my heart flutter every day. Yeah. So uh, just for the listeners out there that are, you know, that don't know you, do you want to take a minute to just say who you are and what you do? Sure. So Michelle Thompson, with um, I I wear many hats. Actually, the the one I love the most is um, working in my business, Resistant Vision. Um, I also teach part time. Uh, I'm a professor. My background is in Caribbean um, history, and I I'm actually publishing from that work. I um, I focus on the descendants of runaway slaves in Jamaica and how they kept their communities intact. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, now live in New York. Wow. Fantastic. And so what we love to, I mean, I also didn't even know this about the, the, the Caribbean, um, the history part. This is so cool. Like I, I wish we could have like another interview talking about that. I also but, used to practice law. I did, um, I worked with, uh, I, I help people with AIDS get benefits at the time where, where there was the discrimination was like way more. It's not, then it's not, I'm not saying it's gone. Don't, don't at me. Um, but also I, um, did labor law for seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, so it sounds like you've got some really epic stories and it'll be probably very hard for you to choose one, but (laughs) I'd like to dive right in and and start with a story of a time that maybe you had the odds stacked against you and you went for it anyway. Yeah. So it's interesting when you go to doctoral programs, many of the people are in their twenties and I was mid thirties when I actually started to work on a doctorate. Um, it, it wasn't ever thought of something I thought I would do in my life. The person, you know, my spouse was like, you know, you should try that out. And I was like, oh, you're talking to me. <laughs> so that was a bit of a surprise that I did it. Um, but I, I finally went, I, you know, I did all my coursework and I'm starting to work on my dissertation. And, you know, one or two times my advisor said, I don't see how you're going to finish. And the problem with me is that if you tell me that my response is hold my beer. Um, and I, <laughs> give me a minute. <laughs> And the second time she told it told me it was actually the countdown to how much time I left in the program was ticking like and quickly. And I, I'm still like, give me a minute, I got this. Um and I'll just say this. I remember September 2011 through December 2011 was a complete blur. It was it was a blur. I just I I I got up. I think I got my son off to school. I wrote, 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 wrote. And it sounds like I, I had written stuff written. I wasn't writing it from scratch, but I was just editing and editing. And I was working with an editor and just editing and editing. And I couldn't tell you what the words were on the page. And I'll be damned if I didn't get that thing in by the end of the year. Wow. And so and I, and I defended the it. following January. I did it. I defended in January. Like, this is good. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have my beer back? <laughs> 
Yeah. It's incredible. And so take, I mean, it sounds like there was a, there was a lot of time in the blur, but can you take us yeah, there? I, like what, what was going sure. on? Like what was the, what was the, the motivate? Where did you find the fire to keep going? I actually had a, I had a thought initially, like maybe I should just stop. Maybe, maybe she's right. Maybe I can't do this and I should just rip it up and throw it in. And then I thought about all the people, <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's internal motivation and I have a lot of that clearly. Right. But there's also external motivation. I'm like, so now I'm in, I don't even know how many thousands of dollars worth of debt I'm in at this point. Um, I would have to tell my parents, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that I have done that, like that. I, <laughs> and the other thing is that the, the, you know, working on Caribbean history is very, and both my parents were from Jamaica and on my mother's side, they are the descendants of this runaway community called Maroons. And, you know, my mom took such pride such pride in what I was doing. Right. And she's like, when are you going to finish? You know, like, but not like from that, God, you've been at this for a while. You know, like, no, she was really wanting to see what I was doing and to have to turn to her and said, forget it. <laughs> I just, I couldn't do that. There was my sister. They're all my friends. Like there, I, I lived in DC before I moved up here and I'm like, Oh gosh, now I have to tell all of them. Facebook was around. I, I actually, I couldn't do that. I'm like, okay, we're just going to have to find a way through. And my first, so after I actually really thought through, can I, should I do this? I remembered one thing. Like I, I, every single time I presented my work at conferences, people gave me amazing feedback. It was amazing. So I said, okay, clearly there's a gap between what my advisor wants and what I'm, and what other people are telling me. And I've got to, and I've got to bridge that divide. So I was like, okay, you need some help. <laughs> you just need some help. And I, um, I was part of a listserv that's actually designed to help people who are finishing their dissertations. And I, I was like, okay, I need a coach, an editor, I'm not sure. I need something. Um, and I got on the phone with her in tears. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. And um, she was amazing. Like she heard me cry. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, well, the good news is that I thought you were going to call me and said, I have to write an entire dissertation in three months. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I have like six chapters and she hates them all. She's like, we can fix that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, but getting help was a really, really important part of it. That was, um, you know, I would send her a chapter, she would edit it. I'd get, you know, I'd, I'd incorporate her edits. So I'm like, this, this is great. Whatever it was <laughs> that she did, it was absolutely great. Um, and I just kept, you know, at that, at that point, once, once I'm in, I'm in, right. I'm like, okay, I've got the editor. I'm going to pay her. I'm going to get this done. And I just kept putting one step in front of another and one, and I could see the chapters starting to stack up. I was starting to have conversations with my advisor. I'm like, okay, I got three chapters. Do you want to see them? Great. <laughs> Send them off to her. Mm -hmm. And she's like, these are good. I'm like, there's light at the end of this tunnel, <laughs> right? I could <laughs> see the light at the end of the tunnel. I actually don't remember Thanksgiving that year. I, we must have done something. My, my child was young. I, you know, we must've done something. Um, I have no memory. Um, people generally didn't see much of me. My, I, my best friend here also helped like help. Um, you know, she would be with my, you know, she would grab my son and be with him because my, her son and my son have known each other since pretty much birth and um, they, they knew each other so they could actually be with each other. And I could, I could actually just have more time to work. Mm. that's it, help <laughs> that's how i did it lots of help wow yeah there's so many beautiful uh lessons in here and in, in, you know, before we start talking about some of the practical 
takeaways around, you know, community and support and finding mm-hmm. help. I'd like to hear just your thoughts around like whether it was worth it, because that's something that a lot of times people will be resistant to taking on something difficult because the current, uh, the current avoiding of discomfort is greater than the long-term right. payout. And right. so you've obviously done some thinking around that. And so right. if you want to share just kind of what that, now that you've been through the other side, you've embraced the light at the end of the tunnel. What are your thoughts around that? I think it was worth it. It's not because I have a fancy tenure track job. And I just, I want to make that really clear. I think in academia, like the only thing that people talk about is like, did you get the job? And it's not because I got that. I never did get that. It It is it was a very, like the actual, what I wrote and what I worked on was incredibly fulfilling for me personally. I learned more about myself. Um, I have learned more about the writing process. Like what I, I, there is no way I could have the business I had. I wouldn't say no way, but I can't imagine being able to build a business that I have without actually having gone through that process, right? I can connect with my clients in a really deep way because I understand the writing process. I understand the blur of it. I understand like nobody should ever write the way I wrote <laughs> at the end of finishing my dissertation. And I can actually help them figure out how to do that, right? Um, my son got to see me achieve something really big. I remember the day that I finished defending. He's like, mommy, that's great. I said, Dr. Mommy, today I'm Dr. Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right? Yes. But, um, I wasn't trying to be obnoxious, but it's like, I did something absolutely massive. I mean, how many Black women have doctorates? How many of them, have, how many of us have doctorates and, and JDs? We're, we're like, I'm, a, a, that's rarefied air, right? Um, and he got to see me do it. It's just like, I went all in. Um, I went all in and did it. Right. I think. And I, so I know that, I mean, being an entrepreneur is hard. I'm not going to like, this is, this is another hard thing I'm doing. Right. But I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> I absolutely can do this. Right. I've done hard things before. And I think that's what, that's what makes it worth it. Like you actually can see that I can do hard, I can do hard things. I can feel hard things. I can, feel them and do do what I'm trying to do at the same time. They don't have to be, you know, they can be concurrent and you make it, you make it through the other side and you can go, wow, I gained a lot of weight and I'm tired and you can write this ship. Right. <laughs> yeah. It is really like, fascinating. I love, I love the, I love the humor that you bring into, to the struggle. It's really just, it, it's the best way to enjoy the process of going through it. Um, so let's talk about this other aspect that you you really highlighted in your story about community and mm-hmm. support. Mm-hmm. What what are some of the ways in which people can find support and help as they're reaching for their dreams? I actually think it's absolutely imperative, right? And um, I, um, I read, Rachel Rogers wrote a book called How to Be a Millionaire, um, and you know her book is tailored towards making sure that women and particularly women of color are um, making the kind of money they need to do because we make different decisions about how to use that money. Right. And um, one of the chapters of her book, she talks about who's in your circle because we tend to be the average of who's in our circle. And if you have men, if you have those people in your circle, it's not going to happen. Right. And so I think like the first step is, if you're trying to do something big, you need to make sure that you have your 
cheering section with you, right? Um, you absolutely need to make sure. So, you know, there was my, there's my best friend here in New York who's like watching my child so I can write, right? My, my sister, I, could, I tear up thinking about this. My sister came to my defense, um, you know, and she finished and she's like, and she was in tears and she's like, I'm so proud of you. Now my sister and I've been through it. Right? We've had our hard times, but like when it comes to, when it comes down to the wire, oh my gosh, we are we are there. We're like we are there with each other, right? Um, I, there, I, there is nobody in my circle who I thought you need to go. <laughs> like I had none of that. Absolutely none of that, right? Um, someone from college. He like we we you know we went out to celebrate. He picked up the bill and left me another martini, and I'm really grateful for that. I needed that, <laughs> right? Um, but. Um, you know, you, you have those people. And then when you have those people, you ask what else? And, you know, and so there's that version of it. I was on, you know, people, everyone has a newsletter these days. I don't mean that to disparage them, but like there are so many good resources for how to fill in the blank. Right. And, you know, if I wasn't on that newsletter list, I wouldn't have found the editor and the coach who helped me. I I just wouldn't, I wouldn't have found, I wouldn't have found her. And you know, Michal saved my butt, right? Um, you know, like, so it's, it's little, it's little things like that. I didn't really feel like I could get that level of help in my department, right? Like I, you know, my, my advisor had pretty much written me off. So I wasn't gonna be like, you got an editor, right? Like I couldn't go to her for that, but I, I could find other resources that, that actually could lead me in the direction of having, um, having more help. Mm. Yeah, just really, and, you know, really and, incredible. And I, actually, now I'm on, so, you know, I'm on social media as an entrepreneur, but it's so clear that you know the people who, who we are here to help and support community, we make like we make it really clear, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so you can go to social media and find the help that you need. If you're like, I don't, I don't know, then yeah, no, it's we're there, we're there, we're 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 willing to support you in any way possible. Yeah, and so if if we were to take this, just feel free to to answer this in any you know open ended <laughs> path that you that you feel inclined for. But you know, on the topic of just where we're headed in the future and equality, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. opportunity, especially if we're thinking of women of color, people mm-hmm. who aren't granted you know the same opportunities, maybe growing up or something like that. What what are you seeing in terms of of the trend, or how can people get on board to um, to have a bigger impact. So we're in an interesting time in this world <laughs> and this country, right? I, you know, people rightfully are there. We're profoundly discouraged, right? And my attention, part of why I build a business is because I want to, I want to use the revenue I get from that to have a major impact on the climate crisis, right? Like this is ridiculous. Um, and on the one, you know, Never has it been so clear for all of us. And here, well, let me not interrupt myself five times. Never has it been so clear for all of us that climate change is not some theoretical thing that's going to happen in the future, right? I live in New York City. I actually live on high ground in New York City when Ida came through, literally at the corner. I'm, so I'm on the, my building's on the corner. My dog had conveniently had diarrhea that night, right? So we walked out the door, I looked down the corner, and there was flash flooding. Um, at the corner, like flat, like I kid you, you know, flash flooding. That was the night that people drowned in Queens, right? We're not actually confused anymore about what's actually happening. And that's great. We're really clear. The problem is that we feel like, and now there's nothing I can do about it, right? And, you know, I think it's not like we're going to solve the entire climate crisis tomorrow, right? 
the question is, and I think in some ways, even with you know getting to the end of my dissertation, what is the next step? I just need the next step. And I don't need to know, I don't need to be able to see the whole path, right? I don't, I don't need the whole Google map. I just need what is the next step, right? And for me, that decision was, okay, I'm telling people on my, my newsletter list about climate change. I'm just going to, it doesn't look like anything that I do, but this is something that I want to help focus their attention on so that we can get together as a community and do something about it, right? It's all about this. You know, maybe it's that you talk to two other people and like, you know, that bonehead city council man we have, we got to get him out of office, right? Like it might be that conversation. Maybe it's like, can we figure out how to get together and bring our stuff to a recycling bin, right? I, you know, they can be, they can be little steps. Um, and, you know, we have to keep our eye on the prize, right? We're at the point where it's really, it's corporate, it's corporate power that's keeping the climate crisis churning, right? So what's the next little step there, right? Like if that's what we get to figure out, but it's all about little steps. It's all about little tiny steps that we can do. It doesn't have to, you know, and it's the little tiny steps that actually move us somewhere. It's not necessarily, it, the big things look big because you see the results of them, but there's a, there's a whole, there's a whole story before we get to the big things, right? And as, as there's a as yes. a historian, we talk about, you know, there's a, a Stephen Stern, he talks about, we look as historians, we often look for these big events that happen in history, but where the history happens is all the little things that built up to it. And that's where we get to pay attention. That's, and we're in that moment. We have to pay attention to the little things that lead up to the big thing. I love that. And it, it's such a really beautiful philosophy when you when you actually also tie it to your same decisions around, mm-hmm. I want to make an impact on these bigger things. So now let me make an impact on the small things in my life, grant myself a little more leverage and power within my career exactly. as an exactly. entrepreneur. And now I can exactly. let me get some sleep at night. Let me exercise, right? If I can't take care of me, I can't take care of that stuff, right? Mm. Like they, they, they go hand in hand. Right. Yeah. So, so let's bring that now to this idea of the small steps back to our listeners here. So what are some mm-hmm. practical things that people can start doing today um, to start to build more leverage, start, start to have a little bit more greatness in their life? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's funny, right before I came on, I was doing some exercises. I, I joined um, Rachel Rogers. She has a, pro- a, a program called the club, right? And she helps people shift their mindset um, in a in big part. But um, I say that because I actually was sitting down and writing a list of how do I get to accomplish this particular goal, mm-hmm. right? And it was like brainstorming 25, 25 things. I think I'm on like number 15. I have more to go, right? But, um, and that's the thing, like what are, like we get to you know, it's the beginning of the year, you know, and maybe the new year kind of wore off, but you know, it's January. We're still like, okay, wait, what am I going to do this year? So if you're in that frame, if you're in that frame of mind and maybe you don't do it now, maybe you do it next month and you set up, but it is actually helpful to know where am I trying to head and actually articulate it and state it, make it really clear, and then actually take time to write out the steps that you're going to get there. The little steps, the little steps, right? I'm like this, this year, I want to get a book proposal off to the publisher, right? So Michelle's going to put her butt in her chair and write four times a week for 15 minutes at a time. That doesn't seem like a lot, but you know what? Four times a week, that's an hour, that's an hour a week of writing. And, and that 
that's what that's what's going to move the ball here, right? You notice I'm not saying, and I'm going to have my own personal writing retreat where I'm writing for two weeks. No, I don't have time for that, <laughs> right? And, I, and I'll cite myself up, but it's the little, little, little steps. And that's what we get to do, right? Instead of like, I'm going to lose 500 pounds. Maybe maybe the first goal is I'm going to walk to the corner and back. Great. That's more than you did before, right? And you know, when maybe I'll go see my doctor, right? Why, why am I, why do I retain weight in a way that I don't want to, right? For me, it's like, okay, I'm gonna get stronger. I'm gonna stop looking at the scale and I'm just gonna get stronger. Yes, absolutely. Love all that. Um, now you know, I I'd, I'd really am curious to to because a lot of the times that you're you're working with um a lot of the people that you're working with are very high achievers. It sounds like, yeah. And they are. <laughs> so there's probably some struggle going on in terms of, am I making the right decision? Am I making the right choice? So you've had to probably come up with some frameworks, some ideas to weigh out pros and cons or however you want to do it. But mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your process for decision-making. What do you, what do you think is your favorite framework or mental model or just general philosophy? And why does this hold meaning for you? You know, um, over time, it, it we're in such a go, 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 get it, go, 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 <laughs> right? Like you get out of bed and you're on go. Um, I actually have decided, hmm, let's go, more stop. My, my favorite framework is actually the times of the day where I've actually written into my calendar, stare at the ceiling. Hmm. J- um Jobs, Steve Jobs used to have that in his calendar and his assistant knew what that was. No one else would, but she couldn't, that assistant, I'm assuming female, but I don't have to, um, would know not to book any business time in that moment, right? Quiet and stillness are actually, that's the way that we really hear from our gut um, what is the right way forward. Yesterday, I started getting really frantic, right? And I'm like, stop, sit on the bed, <laughs> just sit, just sit, just sit here. And then I can raise the question, what do I do next? And, and it becomes much clearer, right? It's like, it becomes a few, a few easy steps and not the frantic, I'll just do this and then this and then this and then this. That's, that's my favorite framework for figuring out. Am I mm-hmm. going the right way? How do I do this? How do I steer the ship? It's not what nor- people normally say, but no, it's just time to unplug and check in. I meditate. I'm a, I love transcendental meditation. I meditate twice, twice a day for 20 minutes so I can stop. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it, you know, you're not the only one that says that. It's very, actually, you're, I would say, I ask this question to every guest on the show and probably three out of five, or that, this is what they say. It's about the stillness. It's about the silence. It's about giving your space time without thought. And like, I like to bring up the, the there's a, a line from a poem um, called the warrior's creed where it says, I have no strategy unshadowed by thought is my strategy. And you just exactly. remove that heavy burden of thinking, 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 and then you can exactly. actually have a Glenna space. Doyle actually talks about it in her book untamed, right? Where she talks about I, I forgot what part of her life, but she literally would lock herself into a closet. She clearly doesn't live in New York City because she didn't have a closet, but um, she would lock herself in the closet, turn off the lights and sit there for 15 minutes, like no phone, nothing. She'd just sit there for 15 minutes and then she'd come out and then she could actually make decisions. Wow. 
Yeah, it's amazing what, especially with all the noise we have going on out there. Exactly. So as we're working towards wrapping up here, just look, would love to ask you, you can sum this up in 30 seconds or so. Um, what would be your most impactful life lesson? And this could also be a piece of advice that you've heard from a friend along your journey. Silence. Silence and stillness. That's my important life. That's my most valuable life lesson. Absolutely precious. Well, thank you so much for spending the time uh, on the show here. Mm, thank how, you. Thank you for having how, me. How does, how does everyone support you on your journey? How do we stay in touch with you? All of that. So you can find me, let's see. All right. You can find me at resistantvision.com. You know, R-E-S-I-S-V-I-S-I-O-N. I can type it much quicker than I can spell it. <laughs> um, .com. Um, I'm on Twitter at mdionthompson.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, um, Shell Dion Thompson. Wonderful. Thank you, Doctor. It's been fantastic having you on the well, show. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show. And it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.